This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. All of this would be done under the framework of a decades-old conservative legal theory, which rejects the idea of a three-branch system of government and the fundamental concept of checks and balances. Instead, according to the Times, supporters of that theory argue that Article 2 of the Constitution gives the president complete control of the executive branch, so Congress cannot empower agency heads to make decisions or restrict the president's ability to fire them. In a statement to the Times, a Trump campaign spokesperson did not deny the plans, but instead said the former president has, quote, laid out a bold and transparent agenda for his second term. And this is one of those vintage Trump moments, Joe, where his base will love this in some ways. Well, they, they'll love it, as uh, we, we, we talked about last night, because uh, it suggests that he's strong and authoritarianism has yeah. swept the Republican Party. It used to be small government. Small government's been replaced by authoritarianism. You're the vanguard of a revolution. It takes 4,000 political appointees in the second Trump, third Trump victory, second Trump term, 3,000 non-Senate confirmed. We have, what, six or 8,000 here. You are the cadre that is going to inform this government. You're going to take over this government. You're going to take over the administrative state. That's why old man Murdoch doesn't want to show it. He understands you're about action, enough talk. Uh, talk about the danger, the level of danger to American democracy. Well, if you love Mussolini, you will love what Donald Trump is talking about for 2025. Uh, Mussolini followed the unitary executive theory, too, which meant total power to the dictator, no constraints. This about is about as un-American, I think you will all agree, as anything I've ever heard. I mean, the reason why this country was founded was as a rebuke to the British king. We wanted to develop a system where you could not have a king, you could not have a dictator. Power was under constraint. When you were in Tuscaloosa, Joe, I'm sure that you talked about, as you have ever since, the fact that there are checks and balances, three branches of government. That's all James Madison, who used to be a conservative hero. Now comes along Donald Trump, the first major candidate in American history to say outright, I want a presidential dictatorship. I can't think of anything that's more out of the American tradition. This is a crusade. This is a holy war against the deep state. Donald Trump is our instrument for retribution. I don't want to hear Glenn Youngkin in a vest. I don't want to hear Kemp with his George axe. I don't want to hear it. 
Trump is our instrument for righteous indignation. It's not going to be Biden. And it's it really is, Willie. It's from from Madison, who was a conservative hero for uh, generations from Madison to Mussolini. Uh, all the power in the executive branch, the power to shut down TV stations, the power to, to prefer certain businesses to other uh, businesses. It is it's exactly what fascists do. Yeah, this is pure strongman stuff, and they're saying it out loud. They're saying, this is what we're going to do. You watched us in the first term. It's going to be even worse in the second term, just saying it. So here's Trump's former chief of staff, John Kelly, also warning about the possibility of a second term for the former president. Kelly told The New York Times, quote, it would be chaotic. It simply would be chaotic because he'd continually be trying to exceed his authority, but the sycophants would go along with it. It would be a nonstop gunfight with the Congress and the courts. And so you can imagine Eugene Robinson, a scenario where instead of General Kelly or General Mattis or any yeah. of the people who said they stayed in those jobs to provide guardrails because they worried mm -hmm. about what was behind them won't be there. And I say this only slightly kidding that Mr. Pillow would be the man in the Oval Office giving guidance and advice to Donald Trump. Not kidding. Yeah, don't, don't laugh. It would be people like yeah. Mr. Pillow and, and Sidney Powell and, the, and, the, and the, the entire crazy lunatic fringe uh, that gathered around Donald Trump and that will enable this move toward fascism. I mean, this is textbook fascism. Um, and it, it's, it's outrageous. It's incredibly dangerous, not just to, to our system of democracy and our democratic values. It's just it's just dangerous because he's talking about wanting to essentially fire the people in the federal bureaucracy who who know how to run things, who make the country work, who, who keep our air clean and our water safe and, and who, um, uh, who, who keep us safe uh, in the intelligence agencies and in the Defense Department and everywhere he sees somebody who, who, it, who doesn't toe the line, who doesn't go along with every crazy anti-democratic idea he has, he wants the ability to fire that person and replace him or her uh, with a lackey. Um, that's what he wants. That's what he intends. We should believe him when he says, says it. And um, it, 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 this is a grave danger to the, to, the, to the country that we know. So, Johnny, okay, you heard that? If you guys want to serve, you've got to get engaged now. You've got to be involved now. Because one of the big parts of this is networking. It's not just training people up, but those networks that we do with grassroots organizations, with other organizations. Walk through, tell me what the plan is. So we're collecting resumes. We're getting as much information as we can now to save the transition time on the back end. As you know, when a president wins or president-elect wins, things happen very quickly and you have a short amount of time to staff an entire administration. It's also looking beyond the 4,000 and what we can do with the bureaucracy itself. So we're thinking of creative policy things as well that will integrate with this. Well, hold it. When we talk about that, let's talk about schedule. I mean, is there going to be a plan in place to start to take apart the administrative state? There has to be, and yes, there will be. The next president, if President Trump gets back in there, he needs to reorient the government that's 
in a way that hasn't been seen since Franklin Roosevelt did it with the New Deal. We need to gut these agencies. We need to start from scratch. We need to make a new government, essentially, because the one that we have now doesn't work for conservatives. It wasn't made for us. It's built against us. So we have to go back to the drawing board with these agencies. Okay, uh, it is uh, Tuesday, 18 July, Year of the Lord, 2023. We're on the eve of the, um, the massive screening tomorrow in Bedminster of Sound of Freedom. We'll talk more about that in a little while. Uh, breaking news, uh, looks like Jack Smith over at the um, J6 uh, grand jury or the J6 investigations, he's running, he sent a target letter to President Trump. And I think given, according to President Trump and a true social that just broke, and if Denver ever get a chance, we can put that up sometime in the, in this block. Uh, President Trump saying he's got four days uh, to get to a grand jury, according to President Trump. This is all coming from him. Also, the Hill newspaper uh, lead story this morning before this uh, lead story this morning was that the conference, that McCarthy and the conference are talking about an impeachment inquiry into uh, Merrick Garland. Uh, for um, for covering up for the Biden crime family, the feral dogs over at the Biden family. So that is underway in a discussion taking place. We'll have uh, Ralph Norman here uh, in a little while to talk about that. Also, uh, um, Jordan, Jim Jordan, is looking at uh, contempt uh, uh, charges uh, against Ray. Uh, another breaking story on a number of sites. A lot going on. What you just saw there in the cold open, Morning Joe, Morning Mika and Morning Joe in a complete meltdown. On this New York Times story, but kind of dovetails with my speech uh, at Turning Point USA and also our interview uh, with Johnny McEntee and James Bacon working over at the Heritage uh, about this new uh, this plan that President Trump's got to deconstruct the administrative state. You see right there uh, the progressive left in the media uh, and there's a new poll out on Biden. I think he's got 28 percent approval among adults uh, in his presidency. I'll get that up hopefully in the next block. It just came in. They're in complete total meltdown. President Trump actually has a theory of government here, and and that theory of government is we're going to deconstruct the administrative state and the deep state. Uh, We're going to take it apart by both not just personnel and putting in your own personnel. That's what Johnny McEntee, these folks, one of the things they're working on is the training up uh, and the coordination of the 3,000 political appointees that we have. And, of course, the additional 1,000 have to be confirmed by the Senate uh, but also um, about uh, doing away with billets, uh, cutting off money, actually doing a massive restructuring of the federal bureaucracy. Remember, it's, I think two and a half million civilian employees, a couple of million military. Uh, one of the keys that people don't talk about, I think, is 16 to 18 million contractors, uh, 16 to 18 million contractors. So it's about 20 million, roughly, you know, rounding. It's kind of hard. You can ask your government for so much, but you can't ask them to give you a head count of actually who's on the payroll. Uh, that is underway, and that is going to be, remember, I said this is a three-part program. It was the primary, right, to get past the uh, the Murdoch's Fox Republicans, uh, then the general uh, election, and it, you know, Biden or whoever they pick, whether it's Pritzker, uh, huge a profile in the New Yorker, a puff piece on Gretchen Whitmer, so you know she's coming. That's what the New Yorker's doing to tee everything up. Uh, also, you've got uh, Michelle Obama and, of course, Gavin Newsom or somebody. It won't be uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, it probably won't be Biden. So you've got the, the brutal general. Then you've got to actually govern. And President Trump has said, 
And I think Merrick Garland, the Justice Department, the FBI proved this against President Trump. Here's a guy that's leading in the polls. Harvard Harris has him up six points over Joe Biden. Uh, many polls have him up at least four to six points on, on Biden in a general election rematch. Uh, there's no energy in the Biden uh, campaign. All the money he's spent, all the money McCarthy's allowed him to spend has got no traction. New poll out this morning. I think he's got 28 percent approval among adults. They understand that he's failing to get traction no matter how much money he spends. And the more he does these kind of weird creep moves like he did in Lithuania with the sniffing the little girl on you know global television, uh, he makes it harder and harder uh, to sell him to the American people. Uh, they're going to look at alternatives. But uh, the, as I've said from day one, the only way they can try to stop, pre the only way they can stop President Trump is through lawfare. The only way they're going to try to stop him is through lawfare. And... Um, uh, you know, the situation in Georgia, the situation in um, the situation in Washington, D.C., they're coming at President Trump uh, pretty strong, pretty hard. Like I said, he just put out that he's a target of the J6, um, I guess the J6 uh, grand jury under Jack Smith. He got a target letter. This is President Trump put this out. So he's supposed to go before a grand jury in four days. Kevin McCarthy in the conference is discussing a uh, actual impeachment inquiry into Merrick Garland. That impeachment inquiry would be for the cover-up of, uh, of uh, the aspects of the Biden investigation. Last night it broke that an FBI uh, agent in Delaware, a special agent inside to Delaware to this Hunter Biden case, actually did a, a transcribed deposition. That means he came in, I guess, under oath. They uh, transcribed it. Uh, he said that he backs up the whistleblower at the IRS, that there was definitely a cover-up by the FBI uh, in, the, uh, in the Hunter Biden situation. So this thing is developing and it's getting heated. Uh, but President Trump and the team at Bedminster and Mar-a-Lago, the team he's put together, not just the campaign, but the broader team of Russ Vote, uh, Dr. Kevin Roberts, you got Heritage, you got Russ Vote's group, you got Jeff Clark. Uh, Jeff Clark wrote this paper that we got to you early on that talked about, hey, this whole theory that post-Watergate that the Justice Department, the FBI, is totally independent of the president is, is incorrect. This unitary executive theory says the president's the chief magistrate. He's the commander-in-chief. He's the CEO of the government. He can move and he can start to restructure uh, this vast uh, leviathan that we call the administrative state. And, of course, it's rogue elements in the intelligence apparatus, the military and the justice system called the deep state. Okay, we're going to take a short break. There's a lot going on this morning. Laura Loomer is going to join us. She's got an incredible report out about how Fox tried to push Ron DeSantis, but maybe they're having second thoughts right now. Also, Ralph Norman's here talking about what's going on in the House Freedom Caucus and other things on Capitol Hill. We've got some activists that are going to join us. Uh, Ambassador Grinnell is going to be here with some uh, discussion about, I guess, Congresswoman McCall, how he's running this committee. We're going to get into all of it and news updates as we get them here in the war room. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. 
and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, it's going to be a hot news day and a hot news week. President Trump just put out on True Social. He's got a target letter from uh, Jack Smith in uh, the, I guess, the J6 uh, investigation, uh, the grand jury. Also, the conference is over the discussing right now. Understand this is quite serious. They're talking about an impeachment inquiry into Merrick Garland for his cover-up of uh, active cover-up of uh, inquiry into Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family. Also, there's a move to uh, either contempt, I hear actually uh, criminal contempt maybe on, uh, on uh, maybe even perjury on Chris Ray. There's people behind the scenes talking about this. They're going through Ray's testimony, thinks he's purged himself on multiple occasions. So look, a lot going on. Obviously, this big fight about what the Trump plan is in 2025, as soon as he takes his hand off the King James Bible, which he will do, at high noon on the uh, on the 20th of January, the year of our Lord 2025, when he becomes the 47th president of the United States. Uh, and this time, there's going to be a very well thought through, very well organized, hit the uh, deck plates run. In fact, I th- believe all 3,000 people that will be selected as political appointees will already be on the transition team from the minute uh, that President Trump's declared the winner uh, shortly after, uh, after uh, around midnight on the election day. Um, that team will be ready to go. Uh, of course, they'll be getting the other thousand ready for the Senate confirmations, which I'm sure whoever's running the Senate then, and it won't be Mitch McConnell, will uh, actively help to get these people through, not like last time. Uh, Laura Loomer, before we get to the how we govern, before we get to the general, we got to uh, deal with this primary. And I keep telling people it's, it's a distraction. It's just a waste of time and massive amount of money. It is the donor class, the political operatives, that are doing this, but principally it's, uh, it's the Murdochs. You know, we fought a revolution to free ourselves of the control of the British. Here we've got the, the worst of all worlds. We've got kind of the Commonwealth. We've got the, an Australian English family. Uh, remember, there's no Americans who really own any media assets in the United Kingdom. They don't own the TV channels. They don't own the news channels, right? This is pretty unheard of that foreigners here, uh, you know, run this, and they run it uh, as controlled opposition. So you always got a shiny toy in front of you you can complain about and run around about, but you never really get to the heart of the matter. Uh, Laura, you've done an extraordinary job, and, and here's what they're doing. I said this in the speech the other day. They're going to they're gonna select, knowing they can't beat Trump, they will try to do that, but knowing they can't beat him, they're going to try to kneecap him. Like they had, you know, Megyn Kelly. Chris, Megyn Kelly's now doing her mea culpa's, uh, right? I met backstage with Trump, and we had a great old time. And, you know, gosh, uh, darn, uh, I can't believe I asked those questions. That was, They tried to kneecap him in the first uh, two minutes 
of the first debate back in 2015. It was Brett Baer and Megyn Kelly on orders from uh, from Murdoch to try to kneecap President Trump. Of course, he handled it extraordinarily, and we got through that. When I was running Breitbart, we went and we crushed uh, Megyn Kelly the next couple of days about what she had tried to do and what Murdoch had tried to do, attempted. And of course, you know, and there's a PBS special. We, we ought to link to that one day. They did a whole one hour. She called me. He's a terrible misogynist. All this, all this nonsense. Now she's now she's at turning point. She got the big smile on her podcast, and she's rubbing up on President Trump, and he's my buddy. And gosh, we're all good friends now. Funny how that works. But in the defining moment, in that unforgiving moment, ma'am, uh, you were an instrument to try to destroy Donald Trump at the beginning of his uh, campaign. Laura Loomer, you've done an extraordinary job of kind of breaking this down. I, I would like to get your thoughts on how the Murdoch apparatus, which we call Fox globalist Republicans, Fox Republicans have tried to take down Trump using DeSantis as their first weapon. Can you walk us through it? Yeah, so as you just pointed out, right, a lot of people don't know this, but Rupert Murdoch is a foreigner. Okay, the Murdoch family uh, comes from Australia, and while he now may be a United States citizen, uh, it's important to realize and also address the fact that most of what people refer to as conservative or moderate media in this country is owned by a foreign family, the Murdoch family. And so it's not just Fox News, which uh, falls under the umbrella of News Corp, which is, of course, owned by Rupert Murdoch. It includes uh, the New New York Post, the Wall Street Journal, as well as HarperCollins Publishing, which happens to be the publishing company that uh, gave Ron DeSantis his multi-million dollar book deal so that he could pretend to be on a book tour when he was actually illegally running a shadow presidential campaign for seven months prior to uh, officially filing his run for president. And so uh, in the very beginning, you saw Rupert Murdoch uh, use this book deal as a way to, what I would argue, launder money to Ron DeSantis. He was supposed to have his original book deal with Simon and Schuster. And then they made up a story about why he ended this $2.2 million deal with Simon and Schuster uh, to transfer this book deal to Rupert Murdoch so that they could use it as an excuse to give him a national and even international media platform, given that the Murdochs own uh, networks and publications in the UK and Australia. And so you saw Ron DeSantis get paraded on every single Fox News show. You saw people like Brian Kilmeade uh, say things that, oh, well, you know, Donald Trump led an insurrection into the United States Capitol and make these very provocative and anti-Trump comments uh, as a way to uh, transition over to DeSantis. In fact, the day after Ron DeSantis won his uh, re-election as governor, and of course he's not doing that job because he's now an absentee governor, the front page of the New York Post said, "De future. And you know that that was coordinated because how is it that at 8.30, 9 o'clock at night when Ron DeSantis was declared uh, the winner of his election, they already had... Uh, that headline, what, selected and ready to go. So the way it works is usually headlines and cover stories are done the day before because you have to submit it for publication. So this is a coordinated effort, a multi-billion dollar multinational effort to get uh, rid of Donald Trump. But don't take it from me, Steve. We know that Fox News just cut an $800 million check to Dominion, okay? And in the discovery, uh, you said it yourself, they didn't want Rupert Murdoch because he's not really a smart guy. He's kind of like a bumbling old dud uh, who just happens to have a lot of money and is incapable of staying married to the same woman longer than six months. And this guy um, 
wrote a check so that he didn't have to testify. His own text messages, Steve, reveal that he wanted to unperson Donald Trump. Word for word, he sent these texts to his son and Paul Ryan, who of course is an advisor in the media to Ron DeSantis and is on the board of Fox News, saying that their goal is to make Donald Trump a non-person. He called uh, January 6th basically a crime and said that Donald Trump needs to be shadow banned from Fox News, which is why they don't show his rallies anymore. But Ron DeSantis can have a pizza party with nine moms in New Hampshire and all of them can look like hostage victims. And, oh, Fox News is going to cut live to New Hampshire. <clears throat> Laura, just hang over one second. This is very important. Um, the Like I said the other day, Trump, President Trump, whether you like him or hate him, it's news. He, he gives three policy. He goes to Faith and Family, Ralph Reed's group, they're holding their big convention in Washington, D.C., the number one really uh, major uh, ev evangelical movement. Ralph's been doing this for a long time. Then he goes from Moms in, to Liberty, the parents' rights movement that's on fire, Tina Deskovitz and Tiffany Justice in Philadelphia uh, to do an address, another hour and a half speech. That's three hours. Uh, then he goes to, uh, to Charlie Kirk and the team at Turning Point USA's Turning Point, another hour and a half, full of policy. These are not rally speeches. These were not rallies. These are serious, full of gravitas, policy, mm -hmm. uh, talking about not just his record, really talking about going forward. Not one second covered on Fox. Think about that. Four and a half, yeah. almost five hours of policy speeches in three weeks, not one second covered. None of, none of Turning Point covered, which was the, the, the most impressive a turnout of a, of a, of a mm -hmm. conference I've seen in years, nothing covered. But I want to go back that email. He, he, he used the word, I want to unperson. This shows you not just the power, the arrogance they have. I want to unperson Donald Trump. What did he mean by that, Laura Loomer? Well, he wants to uh, destroy him, right? They want to character assassinate Donald Trump and dogpile on like the uh, rest of the establishment media does. Uh, they do this by refusing to give him a platform. They uh, told certain hosts they weren't allowed to platform him. We also saw uh, messages between Sean Hannity and Kayleigh McEnany. Everybody seems to think that Sean Hannity is some you know, great ally to President Trump. And yet in these uh, documents that were released uh, from this uh, Dominion lawsuit, you see Sean Hannity. Hannity even saying that he doesn't believe the election was stolen and telling telling Kayleigh McEnany that he needs to she he she needs to tell Donald Trump to stop talking about how the election was stolen. And so you see that trusted advisors and people who the president thinks is his friend or people who were given the opportunity of working for him and have now stabbed him in the back and have gone on to get their own jobs at Fox News, like Kayleigh McEnany, uh, they were undermining Donald Trump. How can you work for somebody and you if you don't even believe in what they believe in? Uh, and so we... Yeah. Laura, let me, yeah, let me ask you, has the, has the Murdoch... Uh, um, concept of pushing DeSantis. We're here on the 18th of July in 2023. We're uh, three weeks away from the Iowa State mm -hmm. Fair. In your professional opinion, has that worked? <laughs> Absolutely not. And uh, Rupert Murdoch knows it, too. Uh, I think that they planted their own story in Rolling Stone last week, and I saw National Pulse also picked it up about how Rupert Murdoch has soured on Ron DeSantis because he can smell a loser from a mile away. And now you see they're trying to create this narrative of, oh, well, maybe Georgia Governor Brian Kemp or Glenn Youngkin is going to run. But Brian Kemp released a statement today saying that he is not going to run for president. And they're clearly setting their, their sights on somebody else because they they know they know that nobody can beat Donald Trump. But this is about 
draining the GOP donor base of hundreds of millions of dollars that otherwise could have been allocated to a strong and robust ballot harvesting operation and election integrity methods and measures. They don't want Trump supporters in the America First MAGA movement to have access to those hundreds of millions of dollars. So they have to poison the well. And it's not working because yeah. Fox News is losing viewership and Ron DeSantis is a disaster. Yeah. He's dead in the water. Well, not just the, in, the, in, the, in the viewership they have is empty calories. Um, hang on, Laura. I'm going to have Ralph Loomer. I'd like you to hold on. We want to come back to Laura Loomer. Uh, in our celebration of America, the pride in our country, the pride in our flag, we're playing She Wore a Yellow Ribbon from 1949, John Ford's classic by Russ Morgan, the song, a famous U.S. Army Cavalry song. Short break, Congressman Ralph Norman next. something most Americans have not heard about. The USDA recently revealed that in America's breadbasket states, countless crops planted last season won't be harvested this season. Thanks to extreme weather conditions and worldwide fertilizer shortages, those crops didn't stand a chance. This means food shortages and higher prices at the grocery store are ahead. That's why now is the time to stock up on emergency food from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company to help you prepare for what's coming they're offering a new lower price on their popular four-week emergency food kit these meals will give you peace of mind when food shortages hit but hurry there's a limited time offer that expires soon in each kit you'll get energy boosting breakfasts lunches dinners drinks and snacks that will keep you going when the going gets tough best of all they come at an affordable cost, especially with this offer. You'll laugh at grocery store prices when you have this kit. To get this special discount, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Don't put off your preparedness. Tomorrow could be a day too late. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. That is MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Do it today. That is, she wore a yellow ribbon. John Ford, uh, the master, probably the greatest uh, filmmaker that America's ever produced. After World War II, uh, he came and did a, what's called the Cavalry Trilogy. 1949 was, uh, excuse me, 1948 was Fort Apache with Henry Fonda. Really, the first two films I think Fonda made after the war were um, My Darling Clementine for uh, John Ford. You guys remember that? It's about the... Uh, uh, 
Gunfight at the OK Corral, and then he did Fort uh, Apache. Then the second Calvary trilogy, she wore yellow ribbon with uh, John Wayne. That's the song right there from Russ Morgan. In 1949, 1950, Rio Grande with um, Maureen O'Hara and John Wayne. That's the trilogy. It's incredible. If you have not watched it or you have not watched it with your kids, do yourself a favor this summer. Because the month of July here is Pride Month, Pride in Old Glory, Pride in Our Nation, Pride in what America, this American Republic is. And part of that is uh, to make sure that we fight for it and fight for it against this administrative state and these out-of-control people in the, uh, in the deep state, which is just absolutely outrageous. But we're not going to stop fighting. In fact, President Trump and his team have a plan. It's been laid out. New York Times talked about it the other day. We had Johnny McEntee and James Bacon from Heritage and from this joint effort because there's many, many think tanks working this Russ vote and the team over there, Jeff Clark, and many, many others. I want to bring in Congressman Ralph Norman. Congressman, uh, the audience uh, really loves you just for your common sense and, 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 and kind of representing the folks in South Carolina and letting the nation know with the folks in your district of the common sense patriots down there. What is this? they see this mess right now? We see today in the Hill they got a huge article. Lead story this morning was about the conference, and McCarthy are talking about, beginning an impeachment inquiry on Garland because last night it just broke. It was up on Fox last night. It just broke that the, an FBI special agent's come forward from Delaware and said he, he validates everything that the whistleblower and the IRS said. That this was a cover-up of the Biden family by the FBI and DOJ. Uh, you've got uh, other people, another huge story in the Hill about either contempt charges or maybe criminal contempt on Ray, maybe even perjury, that people are tired of him coming and obfuscating uh, when he comes before these panels. Uh, then, just right before he came on, President Trump released that he got a target letter from Jack Smith in this uh, in this grand jury. It looks like they're trying to get ahead of what's happening down in Georgia, and who knows what's going on there. Um, so, Congressman Norman, what is your what's your sense of things? And, and as importantly, what's the sense of the folks down in your district about what's going on here in the nation's capital? Well, Steve, you opened your show with a, you know, with a, the cavalry coming. The American people want the cavalry to come. They want the, they want Americans to fight. They want politicians, elected officials to fight. The number one word that I hear, consequences. When are these people going to have consequences? Uh, is this Hillary Clinton all over again? You know, where she takes a hammer with her, with her computer and. Uh, and and your your the issue that uh, Kevin McCarthy supports uh, is one that's been coming a long time with the hearings that Jim Jordan has had. Merrick Garland, the only good thing about him, he's not on Supreme Court. Thank God he's not on Supreme Court like the left wanted him on years ago. But no, he uh, the the thing with with Garland uh, is so obvious what he's doing. Uh, the scales of justice are not even in this case, on anything to do with the Bidens. The IRS, the, uh, the FBI have been thwarted from day one. Garland has protected them. It is an insult to the American people that Hunter Biden uh, could get by with uh, basically probation for a tax charge and a gun charge that's going to be expunged from his record. So what's the sentiment of people not just in South Carolina but all over the country? They want consequences. And I think Kevin's doing it the right way. The Jim Jordan and James Comer are going through the process with the hearings. People are, are finding out facts that the press, the mainstream press, will not report. You will. Uh, Newsmax will. One News Network. But Fox has changed. And um, 
you know, as Laura mentioned earlier in your segment, uh, the, the friends that Trump had were not his friends. And that's uh, that's becoming more and more evident. You, you've been at the forefront, not just the rules, you've been at the forefront of, uh, of the spending situation. Roy is just reporting uh, right when you came on that the Pentagon, they're coming forward with another $1.4 billion aid, military aid package to Ukraine. Do, do you get a sense that, and we just now know that there's, ever since uh, the debt ceiling uh, deal was passed, there's now additional $1 trillion of debt. Is while all these investigations are going on, can you walk us through what are we actually trying to do in making sure that this does not spin out of control from a spending point of view? You've got, I know you guys have the recess coming up, but you got these appropriations bills. You talked to us about regular order. September 30th is looming. There's a lot of talk in this city about, oh, we're just going to have a CR and we're going to, you know, bundle it all up on uh, December 20th with an omnibus. Can you give us a sense of, of the fighters like yourself? What are we actually doing to make sure that the spending's not out of control and done various while at the same time you go about these uh, investigations? Well, f- first of all, we're finding out information. I mean, the Republicans took over in January. This is July 18th. Uh, we've had endless investigations. We've got to have consequences with it. With the spending, the debt ceiling, the 218 votes were were from the Republicans on a plan that had some spending cuts. It had uh, limits on what this president, this administration could do. That was all given away. Very disappointing that the debt ceiling talks started out one way, and then when it came back during the negotiations, uh, it was just a surrender, in our opinion. We've got to make sure that doesn't happen again. Uh, The good news is amendments are being debated on all the 12 approach bills. as it relates to NDAA, we had some good changes in there. The good, uh, you know, the DEI was, uh, you know, a lot of it was taken out. A lot of the woke stuff was taken out. But uh, I will tell you, it's a challenge. Uh, we had even, even, we're making solid gains, but it's going to have to be far more than we had. We're not even approaching the interest on the 32 to 35 trillion. Uh, now that's going to engulf what the 850 billion that we spend on the uh, on the military. So uh, the Ukraine, you know, I have no confidence, and I voted against the funding for the Ukraine. Marjorie Taylor Greene had a 300 uh, billion bill that she wanted cut from Ukraine, and um, the fact that this administration has no control. I don't know. It's like dropping money from a helicopter until there's some accountability. Uh, there's no, should be no more money uh, for, for Ukraine. And where's the money coming from, Steve? We don't have it. It's borrowed money. And it's not like we have it in, in a, uh, a vault somewhere. It's borrowed money, and I think the American people are tired of it. All, all the good work you guys did do on, on getting uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and a lot of the wokeness and weaponization out of the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, the Senate's going to reject a lot of that. So what happens? Give, can you give us a preview of, of how do you guys handle that when it comes back and they've rejected most of this? What's the forecast for how much will come out and is another another chance to take a bite at the apple at Ukraine? Well, two things. Uh, we've got to make sure what happened in the debt ceiling fight does not end up happening uh, with the NDAA. I mean, as you know, it goes to conference. Uh, the Senate is made up of spendthrifts. They're good at spending money. It's controlled by the Senate for the most part. Uh, and it's got a lot of 
so-called Republicans that just don't step up to the plate when when it, when you start talking about uh, cutting, having real cuts. No, our job is to keep the heat on the negotiators uh, when it goes to uh, when the committee gets together and make sure we don't give away everything. We got a fight this time. We didn't on the debt ceiling fight. Uh, it was supposed to be a fight, but it wasn't. It was a surrender. And instead of getting a call on a late at night to say, here's what we agreed to, we need to have a lot of debate before it gets to any agreed to, I guess is the best way to say it, on the NDAA and on really on all the probes bills. We're analyzing everything, rules. We sat in rules for an average of six to 12 hours. We were there till you know, two o'clock one morning. We'll be there all next week when the farm bill comes up. Uh, the FAA we're voting on this week uh, was pretty non, you know, wasn't that much controversy on that. But uh, the farm bill, you'll have some debate. And uh, from here on out, anything with the military, uh, the funding for that, uh, we will take a hard line on and try to make sure we stick by our guns and, uh, and do something good for the American people. The American people are tired of smoke and mirrors, and that's what they've had for, uh, for a long time. Do you, do you believe that you guys will meet the the, the requirement of what uh, the House committed to, the appropriations through regular order? You'll have one appropriations bill by the time you get back in September, and we'll get this done before the end of the fiscal year. Do you think we'll avoid a CR, or do you see that train wreck already coming? Well, the CR is being brought up, and for your listeners, it's, all it is is a 1% cut, and it basically keeps all the Pelosi uh, bad language in there, as, as well as the spending. I don't want the CR, but we got to do far better. Imagine if, if you know, in the business world, you were promised 99% and you only had 1% cut. That's not a that's not a real deal. So um, hopefully we'll stick to our guns. We'll insist on it, and um, I think we will have whether it's the right numbers on the 12 approach bills. But hopefully we'll we'll go to 22 level spending. The rescissions cannot be used uh, to basically plus up. Uh, the, the spending as it has been, and um, you know we'll see how it goes, out, how it works out. But there's a strong sentiment, and it's growing, because we've got a two-seat majority. They say four, but it's really a two-seat majority, and uh, we're going to have to have a lot of discussion before a spendthrift plan is agreed to this time. You know, we talk about we talk about here about forcing Biden to come to the American people to the House with a war powers resolution. Even they put forward just asking Biden to do a strategy paper, only got 129 votes. Do, do you see any effort with McCarthy or anybody to force Biden to come to the American people, come to the people's house, and actually lay out what his strategy is in Ukraine? You know, Steve, getting him to do anything if, uh, for the leader of the free world to have to read a teleprompter for a thank you note, um, you know, you can't expect anything from him. And so uh, I guess the powers that be that are running this country, but name me, and in in, he's been, what, president two years now, two and a half years, name me one thing that he hasn't lied about. He's a total sham of a president. Uh, he's a total, and this isn't Democrat or Republican, this is anti-American what he's doing to this country, uh, from from the border debacle to the spending to the lawlessness to the energy uh, giveaway. You know, it's just a debacle. So anything he comes up with, you know, you can't trust and you can't, even if he said the right things, who's going to make him abide by it? Nobody. 
Uh, no one can because it's not in him. He's a, he's a complete fraud. Hey, Congressman, I know you're busy. Can you just hang through a short commercial break? I just have one or two questions on the other side. I think people would well yes, want to hear your response. Uh, Congressman Ralph Norman from South Carolina. Uh, we're going to take a short commercial break. We'll be back. we got Laura Loomer is still with us. We've got a couple of activists that I think you guys are very familiar with that come to us, come to a lot of conferences with us. We're going to talk about the conferences and about the grassroots power right now. Also, Ambassador Grinnell is going to join us later about the Balkans. It's a, it's a, a tinderbox over there. Ambassador Grinnell, uh, President Trump's uh, what temporary DNI is going to be here to explain all to us. Okay, back in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology, goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including covid EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy-inflaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com code STEVE. ekpure.com code STEVE. A choice. A choice between two worlds. Will you take the blue pill and continue living in a world where a corrupt few control everything? Or will you take the red pill and join us? What the elites don't want you to know is that there are 200,000 open committee man seats in the Republican Party. These party members are the ones who determine the future of the GOP. Let's take our country back, one precinct at a time. Visit precinctstrategy.com now. By the way, there were 2,000 precinct commitment at the uh, at the um, the amazing uh, ACCON with Turning Point over the weekend. In fact, we have uh, Sherry and uh, Nolan Chang going to join us here in the top of the hour to talk about it. Uh, Congressman Norman, um, the it's House Freedom Caucus, that's got to be look like more even a power center, although it's just not the House Freedom Caucus. you got Gates and other people that are not part of that. But tell me about the House Freedom Caucus. What's going on? Because you're hearing all kind of rumors and, you know, uh, Perry, uh, General Perry stepping down. Other people are running to head it up. What's what, From the House Freedom Caucus perspective, what's your guys' thoughts of your power in the House right now? Well, what you have, Steve, is a group of freedom fighters who are willing to pretty much tell it like it is on any subject to hold the powers that be accountable. Um, and... You know, everybody is is willing to walk the plank, to be honest with you, for the country. Uh, and it's, as we go into negotiations, they look to us to see what our thought is, because uh, look what happened on January 20th. Uh, 
when we were fighting with the Speaker's battle, the things that were positive changes in a good way. And the Freedom Caucus is doing that now on each and every issue. Now, do we get everything we want? No. But we're fighting it. We're raising the questions. And uh, I see us having more uh, more input as time goes on. And there's a lot of, um, from the outside, you're, you, you're so-called moderates. I would make the argument there are no moderates anymore. Uh, you are either uh, pro-conservatism, pro-America, or you're not. And what Jaya Paul said in her statement shows you what the De- Democratic Party is, which is anti-democracy. What the Freedom Caucus and a growing number of us are, are pro-American, and we're willing to... to to walk the plank on it. How come, by the way, if you go through the Freedom Corps, what you folks have fought for, that is approved by 85 or 90 percent of the uh, of the uh, Republican, you know, base, which is really the mainstream. And I'm sure it's 100 percent of the folks in your district. Why does it seem like there's you guys are not 150, 175, 200 members that you have some of these other members that are just don't either want to be identified, afraid of it? or some of these moderates. So that, I think that's the big confusion. Why, why is the Freedom Caucus as powerful you are still, I don't know, 35, 40, 45, 50? You don't put out your exact number. Why is it not 150 or 200? We don't, we don't want that many people. Uh, it's an invitation-only group. And a lot of them, you know, we, we really research the people we, we invite in. It's not just an open, you know, we don't want people to just pay dues and then not deliver when it comes to the final votes. And to be honest with you, a lot of them in Congress just do not have the, uh, the spine to deliver. And so we don't want it that many. Now, could we have it? Yes, we could, but it wouldn't mean anything. Uh, I'm so proud of the Anna Paula uh, Lunas, the Eli Cranes, the new members we had are solid conservatives who are not scared and uh, they're willing to, to make up the cavalry as you had at the beginning of your show. And uh, we're going to add to that. But uh, it never was meant to be a, just a glad-handers club. It's meant to be a club that will go to work and uh, will do what's best for the country. Are, are you, some of the uh, reporting is that you have an interest in actually uh, when uh, General Perry steps down to take over as the head of the Freedom Caucus. Can you give us any insights on that? We'll look at it. We've got a lot of good people. I mean, he it's a two-year cycle. He'll end in uh, October, November. Uh, Scott's done a great job, but we'll look at it. You know, it's uh, you've got some great people who are looking at it as well, and uh, it'll be discussed. And uh, and you know, and, and for your listeners too, Steve, any any position that the Freedom Caucus takes, it has to be eighty percent. So twenty percent can dissent, but you have to have eighty percent to take an official position. And that's what the, um, you know, that's how it's been. That's how the bylaws are set up. But, uh, no, I will look at it. I love the group. I love the people I'm associated with. It is, it is proud. I'm proud to have the Freedom Caucus brand behind us, and I'm proud of the people that are to be associated with it and joined it. Congressman Norman, we started off, you talked about folks in your district, and it, what, when you go around, the one word they have for you is consequences. You laid out a pretty tough bill of indictment about Joe Biden. We talked about a potential impeachment inquiry starting on Merrick Garland. There's all these things about contempt for Ray or, or maybe criminal contempt or maybe perjury. 
What are your thoughts on Joe Biden? I mean, that's a pretty tough bill of indictment. Do you believe that there's enough right now to start an impeachment inquiry on Biden or to begin the movement on the Biden crime family? The, the, the Biden crime family, we had enough evidence, really, two days after he took office, to be honest with you. Uh, the guy's a first-class crook. And, you know, it, you, you've got the argument, look who you get. Um, you know, Kamala Harris is... Uh, you know, is incapable. She's, uh, you know, it's it's uh, her intellect is missing. What she, she's exactly what we don't need as president. Now, I, that being said, look at the timing. I, I do think it's time to start the proceedings against Biden, uh, and probably go down the list: Mayorkas, Christopher Ray, Merrick Garland. You know, you don't stop with just one, but particularly with the president. Uh, to start it. And, you know, for your listeners, are the odds that it's going to pass and go through, uh, is, is the Senate going to be able to pull this off? No. Uh, but still, you start the process and you send a message. You don't put up with bad behavior. And particularly at the level that uh, this administration has, has taken, you just don't do that. So I think it is right. And uh, I think we're going to have a correction uh, next year that's going to be a pretty big cor- correction. And I think that's good. But the message has to be spent, has to be sent that uh, we're going to impeach him. And, and as the facts continue, continue to come out. Congressman Norman, how do people follow you? How do they get to your site as a congressman? How do they get to any social media? RepRalphNorman.com. Congressman Ralph Norman from South Carolina. Thank you very much, sir. Honored to have you on here. Thank, thank you, Steve. The common sense and patriotism of the folks in South Carolina shines through right there, right? Just common sense. Uh, and I got to tell you, they're not going to back down. The Trump movement's not going to back down. Uh, MAGA's not going to back down. If they want to fight, hey, we got the ballot box. Uh, we got other methods using the law. All that's going to be employed because people are not going to back down one inch on this. Short commercial break. Be back in the war room in 90 seconds. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room. But they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon and get the better health promise.
pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.